There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm not here to litigate Deshaun Watson. I'm not court TV. I want to look at this from the football standpoint. So I hope you understand. I'm not you know, being insensitive to anybody here as much as my job. This is my field of expertise. I don't want to try to do something that is really coloring outside the lines. Peter King, NBC Sports, and his column, of course, Football Morning in America, joining us on the program. Pete, thanks for joining us from a football standpoint. Where do these allegations against Deshaun Watson uh, impact his trade value? Well, Dan, uh, I think it makes it very difficult for any team, most likely between now and the draft. Uh, it's going to make it very difficult for any team to trade for him as long as these charges are in the air. Um, if you are the Carolina Panthers, uh, clearly interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh, and if you are the Miami Dolphins, who may be interested in Deshaun Watson and the Jets, same thing. How do you make a trade for a guy who has uh, numerous uh, sexual assault charges? Uh, at, or I'm sorry, allegations. And that's all they are now, allegations. I don't know how you make that trade now uh, with the allegations in the air against Deshaun Watson. Are the Texans more likely to want to deal him now with what's going on or once this, this is resolved? I think that is moot. If you don't have, I, I don't, Dan, I really don't see how a team can make a trade. I, I don't, I don't see a trade being made on this until we have some knowledge of what exactly happened in these cases. 
in these alleged cases. So the Texans could want to trade him more today than they did a week ago, but I don't think it really matters unless you've got there. I mean, I suppose, I suppose there could be a team out there whose owner and or general manager and or coach could say, we'll do this regardless of uh, what the allegations are. I just can't believe in these in this day and time yeah. that anybody possibly could do that. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and if I'm negotiating or had been negotiating or trying to negotiate, if if I'm coming back now, my offer is not going to be the same, I'm sure, for Deshaun Watson. But now the NFL is involved, Peter. To what degree, I don't know. But now all of a sudden, if that's on you know the, the commissioner's desk, you know, that could take weeks. It could take months before they of get around to this. I, you know, in the long run, and I'm not saying that uh, that I, I don't. We don't know any of the details, Dan. But if if there were some offers to try to settle these cases, uh, I mean, at at this point right now, the one thing I am wondering is, was there some thought on the part of Deshaun Watson and uh, you know his legal counsel to seriously consider trying to settle these cases beforehand so basically this would go away yeah. and and those are the things we simply don't know Deshaun Watson has come out and very strongly said I have never uh, taken liberties such liberties with women uh, and so we'll see what the what the truth is coming forward. I was curious about this, mentioned it a couple of days ago with Russell Wilson and uh, that offer that was made by the Chicago Bears. Seattle didn't counter the Bears offer. Normally, if you go in and you know make a bid on a house, the owner, usually the seller comes back and says, no, I want this. Why did Seattle even engage if they weren't even going to counter the Chicago Bears offer? Professional courtesy. That's my guess. Um, because, Dan, listen, suppose I, I don't – I said this two weeks ago in my column and got roundly, what an idiot you are for, for saying this. But the Chicago Bears never, ever, ever, ever had the ammunition to go get Russell Wilson. It, they just didn't. Everybody said, well, wait a second, three ones. Well – this year's one is number 20. And if Russell Wilson is going to the Chicago Bears, they probably are going to be just as good or better than they were in 2020. If that's the case, what are you trading? The 20th pick in the draft this year, the 25th pick in the draft next year, the 23rd pick in the draft two years from now. And in addition, John Schneider made a trade with the New York Jets uh, almost a year ago or, or eight months ago for Jamal Adams. And I firmly believe that one of the reasons that he paid a heavy price for Jamal Adams is that he knew that in 2021, the draft was going to be shrouded in mystery. All these players who didn't play in 2020 or, you know, because they opted out or their teams didn't play much or, I mean, Trey Lance played Division I AA and has one game 
in the last 400 days. So I mean, or 430 days, something like that. So how do you, how do you, how do you figure out who these players are right now? And so I do think that John Schneider, uh, why not listen? Maybe there's something that he totally does not expect. What if he gets offered three ones, three twos, three threes, or so, you know, and, and Khalil Mack, does he listen? I would say probably, but three ones that are all in the twenties for a franchise quarterback who says he's playing well into his forties. It's just not in even remotely an equitable trade. How do you think this plays out with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson? I believe that at some point, barring some team coming to make an incredible offer, say the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tonga-Valoa, uh, the third pick in the draft, and a couple more very high picks, uh, then I think John Schneider would have to listen to it. Now, he would have to, you'd also have to figure that, you know, he would have some regard for, for Tua Tonga-Valoa, and I don't know if he does or not. But assuming that he doesn't get traded, Pete Carroll will put on his don't worry, be happy coat and meet with Russell Wilson and probably sometime in May, and they'll all live happily ever after, even though they really won't. Dan, how did Pete Carroll get along with Marshawn Lynch for so long when Marshawn Lynch was making his life hell? How did he do that? He turns the other cheek and he thinks to himself, if, you know, as long as I don't pay attention to it, acknowledge it, all that stuff, it's, it, it can't hurt me. Whether it did or not, I don't know. But in my opinion, Russell Wilson is not going to be incendiary when he gets inside the team this year. That's just not who he is. He's Peter King. His uh, must-read column every Monday morning is uh, Football Morning in America. The Arizona Cardinals got a little older. Did they get better? I think that's a fantastic question. I mean, you know, I just finished – I started writing a little bit of my column yesterday, and I just finished writing a section about the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, my my thought about A.J. Green is not that – the Arizona Cardinals acquired a great wide receiver from watching him play in recent years. They've acquired a guy who's been hurt a lot and been indifferent. And I I mean, will he suddenly be reborn outside of what he may have considered a horrible place to play in Cincinnati? I don't know. We'll see, but I have not seen one one bit of evidence that A.J. Green can be great again. Maybe he can. And if he can, it sure isn't based on what we've seen the last two or three years, one of which he missed entirely with a knee injury. And so I don't know about that. Now, J.J. Watt, obviously, I think he definitely has some, some football left that could be very, very good, especially playing opposite or or with Chandler Jones, because he never had a guy who was as good as Chandler Jones uh, in Houston. Now, again, we all know how much time J.J. Watt has missed. And so, you know, we'll see. But right now, you know, I looked it up, Dan. J.J. Watt, 
Matt Prater, AJ Green were in the 2013 Pro Bowl. And now they're all, they're going to be 32, 33, and 37 this year, Prater being 37. So, you know, they've, they've won the, the famous free agency, the Arizona Cardinals have. I, I don't know if they're significantly better. Now, Rodney Hudson, now that is a, that's a, a fantastic addition because he's still in his prime. And they'll need a couple more of those guys to be in theirs. What do you think the Jets are going to do at number two? Take Zach Wilson. I just, I can't imagine. I didn't think they were going to trade for Deshaun Watson anyway. You know, those in the league who know Joe Douglas well know that he loves the draft. And he loves building through the draft. So I've always believed that they're going to sit there and take the next best quarterback after Trevor Lawrence. Now, I think it's Zach Wilson. Maybe he's in love with Justin Fields. I don't know. Uh, but I think they're going to take a quarterback at number two. And Sam Darnold's future is where? You know, I've got to think that he'll get traded for some pick between 40 and 75, you know, uh, on close to the draft. Uh, because, you know, look, Sam Darnold could well be a one-year addition for some team. All along, I've been saying that the 49ers should trade the 43rd pick in the draft for him. Uh, and I still don't think it would be a bad idea, but the problem, the only problem with trading the 43rd pick in the draft is in essence, you're trading for a guy who probably is going to be your backup quarterback the whole year. And then is going to be a free agent because clearly you aren't going to exercise his fifth year option. So it's a tough thing to trade the 43rd pick for a one year trial, even though Sam Darnold would make your team better for this particular year. And look, we still don't know absolutely with certainty that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the 49ers quarterback this year. We think he's going to be it, but we don't know that for sure. Pete, have a great weekend. I looked at your bracket. Uh, do you know what you're doing with your uh, picks? No, <laughs> I don't have any idea. I don't, I, Dan, I don't watch college basketball. Todd Fritz, me being a good soldier, Todd Fritz asked me to send him a bracket. And so I did. And so I got Florida State going a long way. And I got the Bobcats winning a game and blah, blah, blah. You got Arkansas, Gonzaga. You got Illinois winning it all. Yeah, I do. Okay. Is that possible? Yes. Yeah, it is. Well, I got to tell you, Pete Thamel told me who to pick. Because <laughs> okay. I, I texted him. He's the Yahoo sports guy. He's a good friend of mine. And I said, who should I pick? And so he told me a couple of teams that he thought were good and told me some teams that weren't good. So I don't know. I filled it out. All right. Good to talk to you as always, Pete. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Dan. You have a good one, too. That's Peter King, NBCSports.com, columnist, Football Morning in America. Our play of the day is up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs. Manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. 
like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. He's the host of the Sean Salisbury Show every morning, Monday through Friday on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Sean, I've mentioned uh, the last two hours. I'm not going to litigate this. This isn't about – I'm not court TV. This is just – Me, in my level of expertise, is the football aspect of Deshaun Watson and where the Houston Texans are. So we appreciate you joining us, and um, I I hope you understand how I'm coming at this. I don't care, uh, you know, how salacious the details are. The allegations are serious here. But uh, what is the mood? What do you think? What's the local reaction here in Houston with what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, Dan, and, and I'm with you. You know, the irresponsibility that goes with I don't know, and this is about the sports part because it's a very sensitive, serious situation for both sides, and and they all deserve due process. Dan, it's a very – well, if you, if you want uh, – controversy and stuff that's gone on. Houston seems to be the place to find it the last year and a half when it comes to sports. And this is obviously to another level of seriousness. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a, there's a mix, Dan. There's a, like we're talking about when it comes to the legality of it, of letting due process take, but when it comes to the sports process of, you know, there's conspiracy theories and there's what are the Texans going to do now? Or was this plan? You hear it all. And now if you were a team that was interested in Deshaun, we're a team, was it that was interested in Deshaun Watson? Are you still? Um, are the Texans now putting themselves in position where the the value of him goes down? What's going to happen with the commissioner? There is a very they've been very sensitive here, and it's like the, the the fans here and the local talk here is hard to fathom. Knowing what you you know going into this just six months ago, he'd signed a new contract and he was the you know, the darling of this town and obviously still deserves due process. But it, I, I think it's more gut wrenching than anything that people can't believe they're in this position, whether it's true or whether it's not, Dan. I know the Texans have said publicly they're not trading him and they're not uh, entertaining offers. Do you think the Texans have entertained offers on Deshaun Watson? I do. And I don't that that's just my opinion, Dan, and haven't been in this business, in the sports business and seen it for a long time. Um, they'd be stupid not to. I'm talking about this is pre all this, yeah. even with this to not take calls. Why wouldn't you? You you always the phone. I'm answering the, the phone no matter what. Now, I understand Deshaun Watson, the player is phenomenal and it would take a haul to get him. But why wouldn't you take calls on the it's your business? Um, you got to do what's best for your team. If somebody wanted to call and offer you six first rounders, you got to listen. So I do believe in my heart, whether they're serious in accepting them or going to trade him. I understand why they'd want to draw a line in the sand and say, listen, we're not trading. This guy is a big-time asset in the league as a football player. But I also know in my mind that you'd be an idiot not to take calls on a guy and just file them away considering you may get one that you just can't turn down. So I I believe in my heart, while they may tell us one thing, that they're taking because that's a good business move to take calls on an asset like Deshaun. How much credibility has he built up in the city prior to all of this? How was Deshaun Watson viewed on and off the field? Biggest star in the town, Dan. I mean, off the field, uh, the charitable guy, cared, involved in now, you know, like some of the restaurant stuff, 
he was held in the highest regard you could hold a player in this town. I mean, in the past, you know, Elijah won has been held such high regard. There's been so many that have come through here. He was a guy that basically could do no wrong. And Dan, when this first started about him not wanting to play here, it was like every 98% of their damn near hundred percent of the people I talked to were all, all Watson all the time. Right now. I don't know how that's changed with this on the perception, not the nobody's guilty yet, but on the perception of it, but I have heard more whispers, you know, on my show of people calling in and saying, Man, I started out, Deshaun can do no wrong, but now as they continue to come out, that it makes like anybody say, well, what happened here? How did it get to this point um, on both sides? So, but Dan, he, and there's people that are going to, and as we should, let due process take its course, but this guy was held just to, as you can imagine, somebody in other cities around the country, their star, Deshaun Watson was that guy to this city. And in many points for some people still is, at least even the last few days of people that have called in my show. Who runs this franchise? Like who is the person that's in charge of everything? If I had money and had to bet it, Dan, I would say that the guy who's running this franchise is Jack Easterby. I, I, I would. I, I don't think you're making many decisions that aren't run by his desk. Now, now I know the, what's his role. Uh, well, we don't know. He came from a chaplain, put it this way of guys that are in his position of power. Very few have had a resume as empty to be in that position of power. Now I've never met him. I'm always willing to give a guy benefit doubt. Now you, all these articles that have come out on the dysfunction in the franchise and Jack, but I can't fathom with decisions that have been made about personnel, not only players, Dan, but people from, you know, equipment, staff, everything. I don't believe now. I think Nick Casario is making a lot of these football decisions as he should, because his resume says, top shelf and should be in this position. He should be the one making all the decisions when it comes to football. But Bill Belichick's admit Jack's not a personnel guy. And I think Cal McNair has. But, but he's all a his former trust. team chaplain. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, yes, he is. And a character coach. But he has found a way in this thing, just from our, my knowledge and the way people are talking and things I've read and heard, that, but, that, that there's very few things that are going by or decisions that are being made on anything in that building that Jack doesn't have insight in. So I actually think, well, if Cal signs the paychecks, I think Jack's making most of the decisions and they're letting Nick do the football stuff. But I don't believe Nick's making football decisions just based on here's what I want. I think you're clearing everything. And if Deshaun Watson were to stay or get traded, no matter where this goes, Dan, I, I think that Jack Easterby would be a guy who's going to have a lot of saying there is the, the dysfunction. And, and quite frankly, the, 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 the talk of a cultish feeling in the building is it, this is all pre all this stuff that's going on now is part of it. Now there's people who swear by Jack Easterby in his past, but here he's become, he's become the guy that, that people would want out. And I talked to a guy, Dan, I asked who would be, if you had to make the decision on Watson or Easterby, if Cal McNair had to make that decision pre all this controversy, he said he believes that Cal would choose Jack Easterby over Deshaun Watson pre all this stuff happening. He's uh Sean Salisbury, the morning host, Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. A couple other football items here. Arizona Cardinals got older. Did they get better? I do think so. They got older, but Dan, sometimes, I know youth matters, but I also believe that that team's lacking something. It's just with Fitz there, it's helped, obviously, keep it together. Adding J.J. Watt, you're adding character. You're adding guys who can may not give it to you for you know, Hudson, the whole group. I actually do think they got better. And if Kyler Murray elevates his play, 
the, I think that they're a, a definite threat in the, in the uh, NFC West. The Rams are good, depending on what happens with Russ Wilson. But I do think while older, now Dan, talk to me in five years, we'll have a different conversation. But in the urgent, I, I don't think there's any question. That locker room will feel different and the performance will be better because they will raise the energy. These veterans they've added will raise the energy and performance of some of these young players. They did get better. I know that the Bears and Seahawks didn't want the information brought out that I reported (laughs) on what they offered for Russell Wilson, but it is out there. I'm just curious, though, Sean, I don't understand why the Seahawks, John Schneider, will sit down with the Bears GM Ryan Pace and listen to a trade offer. As Peter King said last hour, well, maybe it's just, uh, you know, professional courtesy there. Okay, professional courtesy, and you're going to listen to a trade offer for Russell Wilson, and then you don't counter anything. Like, yep. so, so what was the purpose of that? That's the disrespect of it. If I'm going to listen to your offer, professional courtesy, don't I at least owe you something as a response back to you? Yeah, I, I made an offer. Could you do these counters? Yeah. Say, hey, listen, Hello? we like it. Could you add two more picks? Right, Dan, here's the wife. Been like, I, I, I'm not there, but I, my thought is the reason why he's entertaining the offer because they would be interested if it was something they couldn't refuse. Now, I, I've, I've said, you work your whole career to find a guy like Russ Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes' player. Why do I want to give him up only to try and find it again? And the Bears, they, they haven't got that quarterback position right, Dan, for forever. Forever. And if you had a chance to give up three ones and, and they, Seattle would have taken it, you'd jump all over that Russ Wilson thing because there's no guarantee with the picks. But, yeah, I, I, I personally think if I was Chicago, you know what i do, Dan? I, for, I, I call back and I say, well, what if I added an, another second round pick or added a second round pick to this or another player and see if you could actually get Schneider and say, oh, you wanted me to counter? Of course. But Dan, to me, I would throw in Andy fact, Dalton. He just got there. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> send the red rifle or the red pop gun or the red cannon, whatever you want to call him. I'm with you. Oh Offer what you want. And can you imagine though what it instantly does for the Bears? If Russell Wilson was in uniform for them, I get why Seattle's not. But I believe, like the Texans, if Seattle got an offer they couldn't refuse, you have to consider it. A counter offer would be nice if you're Seattle. And if you don't want to, then don't answer the phone and don't discuss trades if you're not interested in taking a trade. Great to talk to you, Sean. Have a great weekend and uh, strap in there. (laughs) I I got the roller coaster double ride strapped. By the way, you didn't want to talk Final Four today, Dan? I thought that's brackets, none of that. Um, no, who you got winning it real quick? I don't know. You don't No. You're, I've, I've seen your jump shot. I got, or are you probably I, saving it? I, I got an hour and a half before I have to make it official. Oh, my bad. That's right. I'm, I'm cutting into your, your prediction late in the show. My how, bad. How are my Houston Cougars doing? They're really, really good. They're going They're They're going to play Illinois for a trip to the final four. There you go. Kelvin Sampson will have them ready to play. Okay. And Sean was go. a good basketball player in high school. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. It was. What? The fish story gets bigger was. No, no, but you were you were you, what did you yeah. average in, in high school? Twenty six and a half, twenty five and a half points. Okay. Well, I was physical though, nasty on the glass, man. Where? Mad hops, all that. <laughs> now you can now I can't jump higher. You can slide a piece of paper under you my were vertical kind of barely. The, you were Tyler Hansrow before Tyler Hansrow. I was. I was the Jack Sigma oh, of Orange Glen okay. High School. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Jack Sigma of Orange Glen High School. Yeah. No, they, hey, it's good to be on. Hey, did what? they retire your jersey in high school? Uh, my football jersey. 
I, I cannot believe my baseball and basketball jersey aren't hanging in there. There's going to be a problem because that's as close to any other jersey retirement I'll ever get other than possibly the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Maybe. How, maybe. How many touchdown passes do you throw your senior year? I have no idea. No clue. I can tell you how many points I scored. Football is my – Dan, I don't know. I, I can't name eight completions in high school. But I can tell you every jump shot and dunk and, <laughs> and, and home run I hit. I can I don't know anything about football. Maybe I want to forget it, but no, yeah, you, it's good to be on. No, no, because you, you – look, you went to USC. You were one of the more highly recruited quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. I mean – Long time ago, yeah, brother. Yeah. Long yeah, time ago. Yes, Seton. Do we need to start a movement at, uh, like, Escondido High or wherever the, to get uh, – Oh, Orange excuse Glen me. Orange, Orange, Glen, Orange High. Glen High. Yeah. Orange Glen High no, to get Reggie, Reggie Bush was uh, Escondido. Right, 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 right. No, he was Helix. Oh, okay? Helix <laughs> High. Bill yeah, Walton, yeah. Bill Walton get, and get, Brian yeah. Stipe went to. And I remind Bill Walton all the time when I see him that I passed him on the all-time San Diego County scoring list. Okay? <laughs> and I did. Now, I don't know who's better, the big redhead or me, as far as basketball goes. In high school. Probably, probably Walt, okay. just a hunch. Okay. But, yeah, Orange Glen Pay, we got to study. We, the groundswell's got to build. Retire the basketball jersey. <laughs> Great you. to be on Thank you, you Sean. I, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. That's Sean Salisbury. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Jim was on the call last night uh, with the play-in games, the first four, as we like to say. Last night, 10th season that the NCAA tournament opened with the first four. The four games yesterday were decided by a combined total of 16 points. That ties for the smallest total margin for the first four in those 10 years. As we make way for the former Ohio State great, uh, Jim calling UCLA, Michigan State, as well as Drake and Wichita State. He'll be on the call three games on Saturday. UNC Greensboro, Florida State, USC Drake, Gonzaga, and Norfolk State. How are you doing on sleep there, Jim? You doing all right? What a sleep. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after that game last night, went into overtime. You know, we were at Mackey Arena, so we had to drive back to Indy afterwards. But, man, it was worth it. It really was to see those young men uh, who didn't get a chance to play last year, kind of, especially the, the first time for a lot of them, um, to be a part of it was special. Now you had the winners and you had the losers, of course, but uh, not getting enough sleep was well worth it. And I know that the headline from those games last night was what happened with Coach Izzo in the tunnel yeah. right at the end of the first half. What did you see? What did you think in the moment? And do you still feel the same way that you did when you saw it in real time? Well, I mean, you understand, I've been covering you know Michigan State since 2007. So this is not the first time I've seen inter exchanges like that with Coach Izzo, whether that's with Draymond Green or Kalen Lucas or Denzel Valentine, the list goes on and on. He opens and invites that kind of conversation and that kind of exchange with his players. Now, I think optically it didn't look good for people who don't follow Michigan State. And even if they do, it's still optically with a player running off, coach grab, player moves again, coach grabs, it doesn't look good. And to boot, you had some other interactions within the huddle before that, okay? So I know Coach Izzo, I know those guys, I know what the meaning behind it is. So my perception is different than 
someone's on the outside who just see it optically. Yeah, I understand it. And I've known Coach for probably 25 years, and I know this is his style. It just didn't look good. Yeah. Because as you know, Jim, better than me, you know, the coach can love you and, and, and you know, he's so invested and it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't, he loses his composure. Coaches are always saying to players, don't lose your composure. But then you have coaches who lose their composure. Mm-hmm. That's a teaching moment. Hey, you want to grab Gabe Brown and, and escort him into the locker room? You know what mm-hmm. happens in the locker room. You can air out whatever you want to, and the player can even say something back, but mm-hmm. not not on the basketball floor or in the tunnel when the cameras are on you. No, and, and, and that's the dilemma when you have a passionate coach and passionate players like that where it spills over. And I think it spilled over in two aspects. One, that aspect because – Again, the optics didn't look good for Coach Izzo, who's supposed to be the one that calms everybody down. In regards to when things get out of control, it's up to the coach to kind of rein in the players and their emotions. Second, I thought by having too much of that, especially in the second half, it splintered some chances for Michigan State to be able to take hold of the game when they had it. And not just with Coach Izzo, But once a player begins to defend his actions, now he's doing it with his teammates along with his coaches. A lot of times you don't hear the instructions that someone is trying to give you because you're trying to defend your action. And that's what happened, unfortunately, with Michigan State. Now I'll say this, Dan. The difference with with this team also, a few years ago with even a Cassius Winston or Draymond Green, these guys had control. They were natural leaders, Denzel Valentine. This team doesn't have it. So when it spirals out of control, now no one on the court brings the team together because you don't have that one leader, that one guy that can do that like they've had in the past. Yeah, that, those are all great points. We're talking to Jim Jackson, the uh, former great at Ohio State, spent 14 years in the NBA. 14 years, right? Yeah. No all-star appearance. No, the closest I got was my third year, the year I got injured. Um, Jamal and I both were right there on the cusp, but um, um, <laughs> Dan Marty got voted in as a starter when he played for the Suns, and the All-Star game was in Phoenix, so that took a slot away. Mm. So I never got a chance to play in that game, uh, unfortunately. So but, that, you know, that's why you don't like Marley to this day, right? I can't stand. <laughs> I can, <laughs> do you hold a grudge? Do you do you hold a grudge against anybody that you played against to this day? I mean, because what happened to me happened to me because it was a reason. You know, when I got injured, I can't hold that against anybody. But else, any, at know? any moment in your career, but you, I did, I did, I did. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was an incident that happened with Tracy Grady, McGrady and I in Houston for one of the reasons right, why I may have gotten traded or not, I believe it was the reason, but I kind of, I kind of grew up and let that go. Kind of. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I can't tell you. Well, no, it was, it, I got traded right after Christmas and um, I don't know. I heard some stuff in the background about how I got traded and I didn't take to it too well. And I kind of confirmed some things, but uh I moved on. Paulie, bring in uh, Tracy McGrady said to join us. <laughs> He's ready, Dan. <laughs> bring, hey, bring him in. Bring him in. What, do you remember the best performance you ever saw that you witnessed on the basketball floor? College or pro? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I was I was at the game when Michael Jordan hit the um, um, six three what was it six three pointers against uh, Portland? Yeah, in ninety two. So I was I was in Chicago for the combine. So my agent and I went to the game. Okay, so that was I saw Michael Jordan play before, um, but that was my introduction really into the league itself in a championship form. Okay. That's, I think that was game one or two of that series and the old Chicago stadium, Stadium. of course, you know, and it was Portland Clyde against Michael. It was a championship. It was just electric inside that arena. And to see Michael do his thing that day, that evening was just like I was like, oh man, this is what I'm. This is what I'm about to get involved with. That that was the best. But what happened that first time you took the floor and you have to guard Jordan? Well, you know, for, fortunately, well, unfortunately, my rookie year I wasn't there because I I held out, so I missed him before he retired. Remember that? Oh, okay, that's right. So when I finally got a chance to, to for Michael to come back, that was that '95 season. I, I will say this: eerie moment. So we get on the court and it's just quiet. Now we're at home in Dallas. The fans are screaming, but I don't hear nothing. I just see Michael. And it's just almost like when when I'm guarding him, it was just he and I on the court, nobody else. I mean, never had that feeling before. Not that I was intimidated by Michael. We had some games back and forth, but it was just, this is the goal. This is Michael. And that's all I felt and heard was just he and I on the court. Did he, did he say anything? Oh, he talked all kind of stuff. What do you mean? I was young and I talked stuff back, you know, Mike, Mike, you know, he got into his early on. He may say something. It depends on how, how the game is going, but then he'll nudge you along, especially he may say some things to the ref about you, but he's talking about you, about you can't guard with something like that. So it's, it's like, but you, but Mike, what I found Dan is this. Mike along like with Kobe and other guys like that, they respect guys who go back at them and don't back down. Now you may not get them or be as good as them. Don't get me wrong. But as long as you show that you are a competitor and you compete, those kind of guys, those guys respect you. What was the difference between Kobe and Mike? Uh, Mike didn't take a lot of bad shots. So Mike strategically knew how to get to his spots and not take a lot of bad shots. Kobe at times would force the issue, especially when he was younger. Okay. Kobe would, would bail you out by taking some really tough shots and his teammates would get upset. But Michael was so surgical in what he did. Okay. Even when he was younger, he was a volume shooter, but he didn't take a lot of bad shots. And that's the difference between the two. And Kobe, I think learned that as he got older, that he could still get his numbers and points without jeopardizing the offense by putting it in a tough situation by taking tough shots. I wonder about these guys who played in a different era. You know, Bird would be dominant now with the three-point shot. I don't know Mm -hmm. if Magic would kind of morph into what Jason Kidd did, and that is Jason became a very good three-point shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Michael going to be a volume three-point shooter if he was playing now? 
Uh, or is he going to be like a Durant, like that guy who can go mid-range if he needs to? Mm-hmm. So I'm always curious about what yesterday would have done today in today's game um, and the fact you can't put your hands on anybody today. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me, let me give you a better one. Let me give you a guy's play back in the day. Okay, I'm going to answer that question. Let's take Steph Curry. People always talk about, well, Steph, if he played back in the 80s and 90s, he wouldn't be physical enough to play. I said, ho, ho, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, yeah, Spud Webb that played, Michael Adams that played, Muggsy Bowles that played, D. Brown that played, all guys who are slimmer, shorter, that played. And you know why? They grew up in that era where they played on the playground, they played in the alleys, they played in people's backyards, they played a physical game. So they grew up playing that way. Steph would have been the same way. Steph wouldn't have been the player we saw or we see today because he would have grew up playing the game differently, okay? So fast forward, if you put a Michael Jordan, a Larry Bird, a Magic Johnson in today's game, I said this about Alonzo Mourning. Listen, bro, you wouldn't be dominating in the post in this era because at the age of 10, 11, 12, you would be a five man that would pick and pop. So your game wouldn't be the same because you grew up being taught to play differently. So Michael, Magic, Bird, all would have different iterations of their game that would have changed because the way they grew up playing and being taught the game. Now, the attitudes would probably still be there, but the games would be different on how they approached how they played, in my mind. Phil Jackson told me a few years ago that, you know, you can't put your hand on Mike. He would, he would average 40 a game. At least, is that well, he was close a couple of times before, even when you even when you could. <laughs> I mean, I think he averaged, was already there. Yeah, thirty-seven one year, exactly. but he he might have averaged forty-five a game. Is, is that is that you know? Because I don't want to be that. Oh, I remember you know the, the my era, you know, and all that stuff. But would could Mike have averaged forty-five a game? Yeah, because we saw with, with Wilt when nobody could guard Wilt. Now again. The league was different. You didn't have the number of teams when Wilt played, maybe 16 at his height, you know, the Eastern and, and Western division back, back then until it got into the 70s and expanded. But Mike was the same way. You th- think about it. When he averaged 37, he was still learning how to play early in his career. Okay, now you take away some hand checking a little bit later, that gives you more free throws, okay, and more attempts at the basket. So that's really only, if you go from 37 to 45, Okay, that's four more free throws, two more buckets. That's all that is per game. So it's not unrealistic to think that he could have been in that 40 to 45 point per game range. We're talking to Jim Jackson, uh, Turner Sports. He'll be on the call. He's got three games coming up this weekend. UNC Greensboro, Florida State, USC Drake, Gonzaga, Norfolk State. Give me the number one seed, do you think? uh, Maybe a little vulnerable. Um, Michigan. Okay. Oh, no doubt. And the reason why I say it is because Isaiah Livers, their main top scorer, is not playing. He had the stress reaction in his foot and looks to be out. And Dan, as you know, at this time of season, you have an injury like that to a key player, you can't replace them. You don't have time to make up, you know, filling the substitution pattern with guys that feel comfortable in that position enough at this stage when it's a one-game scenario. You know, if this was a Big Ten you know, at the end of the Big Ten uh, season, right going into conference championships, eh, maybe. Maybe he gets back and heals. But right now, not having him on the floor now changes the dynamics of how their offense operates. 
gives you a big body that can stretch and shoot it, a leader on the floor and experience, and you can't substitute that. So out of the top four seeds, that's the one, because if they get through the first game against, I think, Texas Southern, they may have to face a tough LSU team that took, you know, that really played well in the SEC championship game against Alabama down to the wire. So that, that itself is a tough matchup if they get there. Your junior year, you faced the Fab Five? Oh, yeah. Three times. How'd you fare? Well, I like to believe that the first two we dominated. Uh, the third one, for whatever reason, when I go back to classic sports and it comes on TV, the Elite Eight game, in overtime, we lost. And I, I, I keep, for some reason, Dan, thinking that the outcome is going to change. <laughs> but, but it, but it never, so, I, so I stopped watching it. But, you know, here's the beauty about that Fab Five team. And they're all personal, good, great friends of mine. I played with Chris in Sacramento, played with Juwan in Houston. Jimmy King was a um, rookie. He came and um, was a free agent at, at the Mavs. And Jalen and I know each other well. I'm Ray Jackson. Great group of guys. But they grew from the team that we dominated twice in that season to a different, more confident group when we played them in the Elite Eight and got to overtime and ended up losing. So, you know, just, again, it just wasn't meant to be. But, yeah, that's my – when I played with those guys, I said, that, they hung that over me all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I got you for 20 points in that game. Actually, I had 24. 24? Yeah, overtime. Paulie, check and see if Jim Jackson's adding to his stats there. Yeah, yeah I might be, but I swear it was Mr. 24. Jackson, I don't want to argue with you, but the box score, I got you at 20. In my mind, it was 24. If you <laughs> had 24, <laughs> you would have won. Jim, you would have won well, if you had 24. Again, it goes back to my classic story where I look at it, and I want things to be differently. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. You're watching the, a game, you know the outcome, and you're going to watch. I know the outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the, isn't that the definition of insanity? Yes. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. We you, all have it at some point. You weren't in Dallas when I came to Dallas to have a shooting contest against Jason Kidd? No, I was. Do you remember when – because – It was Jason's rookie year, wasn't it? And he left practice. He he said he got sick during practice, so he didn't have to shoot uh, against me. Oh, is that what you believe? Oh, I know that. But see, here we go. Back then, so, Jim, back then, I could take Jason Kidd and, eat, and he'll be honest with you. He'll tell you that I could. Absolutely. So, so, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's get this correct. We were going to shoot I remember, threes. I remember this. I don't know if it was his rookie year or his second year. I can't remember the year. But so you're telling me that he, he, the professional. Yes. Professional. Yes. Said that he's sick because he didn't want to lose to Dan Patrick. This wasn't a passing contest, Jim. It was a shooting contest. Okay, but you're missing my point. Like I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended that you would think Jay Kidd could beat me back then shooting. Well, and that's just like Jay Kidd saying, "Well, I'm gonna come to ESPN and sit in your seat and anchor, you know, the show, and you decide that you get sick and leave." Yes. And no, you wouldn't do that. 
If you he, wouldn't do that. I would sit there and wait for him. I wouldn't sick out. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jason Kidd sicked out of practice that day. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't believe it. Jim? I don't believe it. I, I, I'll, don't believe it. I, I'll swear on... <laughs> My guys, hey. I swear on my guy, Jason Kidd will tell you that he's sick. He will, he will tell that? Yes, he will. All right. I, okay. When you see Jason Kidd next okay. time. We're, we're in L.A. All you need to so do I, is go, hey, uh-huh. hey, uh, Jason, I talked to Dan Patrick. He said that you uh, sicked out and didn't want to shoot against him. Uh, when he came, I came to Dallas just to shoot against him, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I made a house call. No, I believe your intentions are right. I really do. There's no, there's no intention. No, I believe your intention to come there and shoot him was was true. Yes, I was gonna. And I believe you really think you could win. I do believe that. Oh, I could have won. I just don't believe the rest of it. Why don't you Why don't you text him since you know him, and then maybe call Fritzy back and apologize for doubting me? I'm a I'm a Buckeye, Jim. I don't have this. I know, but I don't have his number. Oh, one eight hundred can't shoot. Was his number. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny he ended up being oh, I know. In the top ten all time of three point shots made. How, how crazy is that? And look at what I did for his career. Yeah, I motivated you him. You did that. I motivated him and Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Jim. Okay. Man, man, I'm starting to side with Tracy McGrady right now. He wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Great to talk right, to you brother. as always. Anytime, brother. All right. That's uh, Jim Jackson. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. 
Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. The legendary broadcaster. He's Jimmy Brockmeyer, good friends with Hank Azaria. And uh, we thought it would be fun to have him on. He did uh, give us a uh, celebrity bracket. But known as a baseball guy, and uh, Jim Brockmeyer joining us on the program. Have, have you ever called a college basketball game there, Jimmy? You know, I did. Uh, very early in my career, I called games uh, for the basketball program at the Art Institute of Kansas City. Very, very bad team uh, filled with performance artists and uh, interpretive dancers and mimes. Very frustrating because they, they could do very impressive physical feats, but they had no clue how to play basketball. It was uh, like watching a bizarro version of the Harlem Globetrotters. But the mimes are very good at boxing people out, Dan. You see what I did there with the boxing? You see that? See see what you did there, Jimmy. I, I, yeah. I, you set them up, you knock them down. Yeah. I went old school with you on that one. I don't know why I always want to Im- imitate your voice when I'm talking to you. You you just you have that unique delivery, and I always want to get into Jimmy Brockmire. Maybe it was when you know, I was a kid growing up listening to you, and maybe, I don't know, maybe tried to emulate you a little bit. It gets in there, doesn't it? It's yeah. like uh, it's like I'm like your Jiminy Cricket. I'm like the voice of your conscience. It's like uh, embedded. Would you rather go out for beers with Vin Scully or uh, the late Harry Carey? Oh, what a wonderful question! You know, I mean, the obvious. I've been with both. The obvious answer is Harry Carey. I'm going to say Vin Scully 
because uh, here's the thing about Vin. He does not go out for beers. He goes out for a beer. And then, at least this was true in the 80s when I went out with him. Without telling anybody, Dan, he, dro- he likes to drop acid. And it turns into a crazy evening. I mean, if you think here in Vin Scully called a baseball game is perfection, just wait till you hear him narrate his own mental journey into the fourth dimension. Uh, it remains one of my most treasured memories as a baseball announcer is watching a shirtless Vin Scully describe the eye of God in the Chavez Ravine parking lot while trying to ride a coyote like a horse, which he did do. It's a good thing there wasn't social media back then. Yeah, it would have been. I never would have filmed them. Well, actually, I probably would have been uh, posted. I mean, it's a strong accusation there, what you just made. It's not an accusation. It's a, it's a celebration. Oh, what it is. <laughs> um, how many plaid jackets do you have? I have I have two. I, this was the original. Uh, this was eighteen dollars. And then they made another one for me because it got a little got a little seedy and smelly. Yeah. So I had to have another go to. Yeah. When people see you on the street, what do they say to you? Uh, you <laughs> well, they usually avoid eye contact with me. Several of them, um, several of them I've had run ins with often. I never know who I'm so, so much of my life has been blacked out that I never know. I have people come up to me accusing me of stuff. And I used to take umbrage and I realized they're probably right. I probably did do that. So, uh, but, uh, you know, they say, Hey, aren't you that guy? And I say, Oh, you know, I'm wanted in several states. So you probably have seen my picture at the post office. When did drinking on the air start? I think it's as old as time, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, for me, right from the beginning, I mean, uh, I was the youngest, uh, youngest, uh, man, ever, youngest person to ever call a professional baseball game. I was 21 years old. And uh, I started right in. I learned from the best. I didn't know that you could actually could call a game without it. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> is it so you can get this? It makes baseball tolerable if you've been drinking. I mean, who? Uh, I guess Joe Buck just recently yeah, shared. Did. Yes, he did. That uh, he and Troy <laughs> like to have a couple. Um, you know, I look, I don't know about football, but baseball, man, you got to fill a lot of time with a lot of words, Dan Patrick. I mean, it make, does make it a lot easier. I mean, there's a reason why fans enjoy beer at the game. It's no different from the announcers. I mean, you got to get through that thing somehow. Are you okay with implementing uh, digital strikes on? They're going to do that in the minor leagues, but uh, and then I guess see how that works and bring it into you the know, majors? Yeah, I've accepted. I don't know if I'm okay with it. I've accepted it as inevitable. I have a tinge of disappointment about it because I do love the uncertainty of the human umpire. I mean, there's nothing like being in a stadium packed full of people waiting anxiously to hear the opinion of an out of shape, middle-aged man. You know, it's an experience you usually only get at at baseball games at the Republican national convention, but I hope the, hope the digital strike zones do have some variability, you know, uh, keep a little of that human umpire craziness. Like every, every April fool's day, I love it if there's a knob they can turn that sets the machine to like Angel Hernandez or something. <laughs> I'm going to miss seeing managers argue with these guys. I think at the very least, they should allow teams to have a robot assistant coach, one that's programmed to fight with the umpire, like a tiny little one with a Chicago White Sox hat on, a little Tony LaRumba, and he can roll out there and yell the <laughs> F word and spray dust on home plate or something. He's the legendary Jim Brockmeyer, the minor league baseball play-by-play voice. Uh, best advice that you give to uh, those that would like to try to succeed in this field, what would it be? 
Boy, uh, usually I discourage them both out of sympathy for them, trying to save them and their parents a lot of heartache, but also jealousy. Like I try to I try to cut the cut young people off at the knees, uh, Dan, because I don't want to deal with them. I know these millennials are getting my face. You know what I mean? And uh, so I don't offer too much encouragement. I try to I try to intimidate them and, and discourage them. Where are you working this uh, spring or this summer? I'm currently uh, uh, between. I have a new pod. Oh, that's a uh, nice segue. I have a new podcast coming out. A Jim Brockmeyer podcast. Wait, uh, so Jim, you're not doing baseball? Uh, well, no, no, taking a little break between jobs. Don't want to go into why I got fired from the last one, but. Um, so this is uh, uh, your between jobs, not by your doing. It's never by my own doing, Dan. No, they. they well, you may have me. done it, but you're in between jobs because somebody's not going to hire you. Yeah, or they just, <laughs> I'm uh, currently, I'm between jobs, okay. as you okay. like to say. But podcast. saw an opportunity for this podcast thing. Okay. Uh, I had a, they had to have a young person come to me and explain the difference between a radio show <laughs> and a podcast. And several hours later, I still did not understand, but apparently I agreed to do it. Pretty sure I was blackout drunk for that, too. Do you know, is there, a, what's the difference, Dan, between a radio show and a podcast? Is there any difference? No commercial breaks during a podcast. Oh, okay. See, I just thought it was one of these modern term things like they like to do. Like, it's not a snowstorm. It's a polar vortex, not a vegetable. It's plant-based. You know, it's not a radio show. It's a podcast. Well, podcast can go as long as you want it to go. Radio, you know, I, it's like podcast is an extra inning game. Who knows how long it's going to go? I uh, thank you for putting into terms. I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, the top of your head looks nice. Uh, uh, your, your, uh, your cranial sprouts. We still call it hair. Or do I have to say cranial sprouts? Now? Uh, you can call it hair. I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you shoe, are, are shoes still shoes? They're not foot impact reduction. <laughs> no, I think they're shoes. OK, great. All yeah. Right, so I, podcast. All right. Yeah. I don't want you to adapt to today. I want you to continue to be you from yesterday. I agree, but these kids today make it harder and harder. No, no, you be you, Jim. All right, I'm going to take that with me. And into my next job, when I'm lucky enough to get hired, I'm going to take that advice with me. How's your love life, by the way? Uh, uh, disturbing, as usual. Um, I uh, in, between, know, all, in between women? Quite literally. Like, <laughs> uh, you can't see it. Wait, there but are two got, women in there? Yeah, wow. on either side. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like those uh, TV shows from the 70s. I used to love that. That cliche from TV shows and guys would walk in with two babes on their arms. Yeah. yeah. I never saw that in real life. Did you? No, no, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I'm still looking for it, but no, I've, I've not seen it. Like I dream a genie is not real. No, pretty sure that was, that was not a documentary. No, no, it was not. Um, so you're in the bracket challenge. Apparently you guys asked me to do it. So I did it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, do you have any idea what you're doing? Well, you know, I tell you, you asked me to do it. So I, you know, I tried to take it seriously. I spent about, I stared at this bracket for like 15 minutes, uh, mostly just trying to care, trying to work up some way to care about it. Uh, <laughs> couldn't do that. Uh, failed at that. But, uh, you know, I, I, under normal circumstances, I find it, uh, who cares? But this year it's really weird. I think it's strange. We've trapped a bunch of college students in a hotel for our amusement. Sounds more like the premise of a pornographic film, but you know, I did the bracket so I mean, my process was I started by writing two of the final four at Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts and Moorhead State. I know that's immature. Don't care. Work backwards from that. 
In the Midwest, I have Loyola Chicago get knocked out in the first round. Apologies to Sister Jean. And I wasn't allowed to write this in the prediction, but I believe that due to a combination of COVID-19 and the power of Sister Jean's Christian prayer, Loyola Chicago will rise again in the third round like Jesus, but then lose again immediately to Illinois. So. <laughs> Never grow up, Jimmy, okay? I will not. <laughs> I will not go uh, up. And I, and I wish you well with uh, that podcast there. And, um, and, and I hope to talk to you soon. It's coming out in April. Charles Barkley's our first guest. I hope you will join us. And we're going to have luminaries from the world of sports. Is there alcohol involved? Of course. Then I'll do it. <laughs> just by showing up. I mean, <laughs> my blood alcohol level. You could probably just <laughs> breathe near me and you'll, you'll get nice and wasted. Jimmy Brockmeyer. Uh, Jim, thanks for entering the bracket challenge. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dan Patrick. Always a pleasure. Jimmy Brockmeyer. Not sure I believe all the stories that he tells, but he tells it in a unique way. A Hall of Famer, Jimmy Brockmeyer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.